We are now on day 229 of the year 2021, though there's a distinct vibe at the moment that we're still in the year before. But since then, we've learned a lot, and there's a lot more to know as we continue to hurtle through space. One of the hurdles to knowledge is a lack of information, and Charlottesville Community Engagement is here to help you clear as many obstacles as possible. I'm your host, Sean Tubbs. On today's show, an update on the Urban Rivanna River Corridor Plan, advice and information from the Blue Ridge Health District on the pandemic surge. Two Albemarle beaches remain open this weekend, but another is already done for the summer. And Charlottesville is cracking down on boat storage at the Ragged Mountain Natural Area. In today's first Patreon-fueled shout-out, the Plant Northern Piedmont Natives Campaign is an initiative that wants you to grow native plants in yards, farms, public spaces, and gardens in the Northern Piedmont. Native plants provide habitat, food sources for wildlife, ecosystem resiliency in the face of climate change, and clean water. Start at the Plant Northern Piedmont Natives Facebook page and tell them Lonnie Murray sent you. This morning, the Virginia Department of Health reports another 2,244 new COVID cases, and the seven-day percentage of tests that come back positive is now at 8.5%. Six months ago, on February 18th, that figure was 8.9% as the winter surge was beginning to recede. Now the figure is climbing again as the Delta variant of COVID continues to spread. Ryan McKay is the Director of Policy and Planning at the Blue Ridge Health District. We have uh, been seeing an increasing number of cases on a daily basis, um, really for about the last month or so. So this current surge that we're experiencing is has happened somewhat quickly. McKay said the end of mandated social distancing and mask wearing means there are more close contacts than before, which adds to complications with the tracing efforts. Those who are testing positive um, are largely those who are unvaccinated, whether they are um, those who are, aren't currently eligible to receive the vaccine, so children who are under the age of 12, or um, adults who, for whatever reason, medically can't get vaccinated, and then obviously individuals who have not yet received their vaccine. And so this this variant, is Delta variant, is much more contagious um, than we've experienced so far. McKay said many of the new cases are tracing back to indoor settings, which is why health officials are recommending masks indoors, especially for unvaccinated individuals. In the past week, Governor Ralph Northam has mandated facial coverings in Virginia schools, though some systems across the Commonwealth still plan to defy that order. McKay hopes that people will wear their masks voluntarily in other indoor settings. So anytime we're indoors, uh, individuals, regardless of vaccination status, we want to make sure that those individuals are wearing masks in indoor settings, particularly if it's a setting where there are uh, a large number of individuals in a close area um, to really try to minimize or reduce the spread. McKay said the Blue Ridge Health District expects cases to continue rising. With that, that means COVID testing is increasing. But if you get a test at one of their events or facilities, you will not get notified if the result is negative. Here's Catherine Goodman, Communications and Public Relations Manager for the Blue Ridge Health District. Instead, we're encouraging everybody to sign up for UVA's MyChart, and that's where they can receive their test results within 12 to 24 hours. 
People who have positive results will be contacted. Last Friday, the Food and Drug Administration issued an emergency authorization for a third dose of either the Pfizer or Moderna vaccine for certain people who are immunocompromised. Here's Dr. Denise Bonds, the director of the Blue Ridge Health District. This third dose of vaccine should be 28 days from their second dose of either Pfizer or Moderna. Uh, and moderately to severely immunocompromised um, individuals who meet that category might be individuals who had an organ or stem cell transplant or people who have advanced or untreated HIV infection, individuals who are currently undergoing treatment for cancer, or certain medications that um, an individual might take that would weaken the immune system. Dr. Bonds said the recommendation is to get the same kind of vaccine as the first two doses, but that's not a requirement. Anyone who got the Johnson & Johnson vaccine should not get one of these third doses, which would be a second dose, because health officials are reviewing a strategy to provide boosters to those individuals. To get the third dose of the Pfizer or the Moderna vaccine, you will need an appointment. Dr. Bonds recommends talking to your doctor. Visit the Blue Ridge Health District site to learn more. Officials do not anticipate supply concerns at this time. Later in the evening, Dr. Bonds and other district officials presented to both the Places 29 Hydraulic Community Advisory Committee and the Charlottesville City Council. Dr. Bonds said she knows that some members of council are concerned about the ailment that's known as long COVID, where symptoms seem to remain. Dr. Bonds cited a recent paper in Nature. They looked at lots and lots of papers and uh, tried to combine all of the data to summarize it in a um, cohesive fashion. And what they found is that 80% of individuals uh, who had had a confirmed COVID infection continued to have at least one symptom two weeks following their acute infection. Dr. Bonds said the most reported of these symptoms is fatigue, followed by headache, attention deficit issues, hair loss, and shortness of breath. Mayor Nakaya Walker said she is concerned that many students returning to classes do not have masks that are designed to prevent airborne transmission of viruses. She also expressed concern that many who have not received a vaccine so far may not do so if they are treated negatively. We're in this community are doing the same thing that people um, around the country are doing, and I'm sure the world, where we are treating um, the vaccine hesitant as the vaccine hostile and um, and pushing those people further away from even considering it or changing um, behaviors. Talitha Howard is leading up the Blue Ridge Health District's community outreach to people who are vaccine hesitant, including members of the Black community. I'm very honest when I talk to people. I tell them my story, and my story is that I didn't get vaccinated as soon as everybody did because I was hesitant. So it took me a while. And the reason why I was hesitant because I wanted to have conversation um, with more people and with the medical profession before I was confident in getting the vaccine. So when I come into someone who is hesitant, I tell them my story. Walker thanked Howard for the way she is approaching her work. Dr. Bonds said the district is there to provide vaccines when people are ready. Everyone needs a different amount of information. Everyone needs different questions answered. Um, And really the way to help people who are vaccine hesitant is to help them feel reassured and to answer their questions 
not to be antagonistic um, towards them. You're listening to Charlottesville Community Engagement. In today's second Patreon-fueled shout-out, the Rivanna Conservation Alliance is looking for a few good volunteers to help out on Clean Stream Tuesdays, a mile-and-a-half paddle and cleanup to remove trash and debris from popular stretches of the Rivanna River. Trash bags, trash pickers, gloves, and hand sanitizers and wipes will be provided, though volunteers will need to transport themselves to and from the endpoints. Kayaks for the purpose can be rented from the Rivanna River Company. Visit the Rivanna Conservation Alliance's volunteer page to learn more about upcoming dates. The rest of today's show logs information related to water. If you have a boat stored at the Ragged Mountain Natural Area, you will need to remove it by September 17th. That's when the city of Charlottesville will begin to enforce a ban on storing boats, a prohibition that is codified in the city's ordinance. Non-motorized boats are allowed on the city-owned reservoir. They just can't be stored there. The swimming beaches at Chris Green Lake and Mint Springs Valley in Albemarle County will be open this weekend for one last hurrah for the summer. But the season is already over at Walnut Creek. The first two parks are open Thursday through Sunday. And finally today, the Rivanna River serves as the boundary between eastern Charlottesville and the Pantops area of Albemarle County. To the north is Penn Park within the city of Charlottesville, and the river meanders south to the Centara Martha Jefferson Complex, which is in Albemarle County. The area has been studied for many years, and the Thomas Jefferson Planning District Commission has been working on a study intended to unify future planning and implementation efforts. Nick Morrison is a planner with the TJPDC who updated the Charlottesville Planning Commission at their meeting on August 10th. Um, So the goal of this phase of this planning project was to develop a vision and an action plan for that urban section of the corridor. Morrison said a vision statement makes the argument that the Rivanna River is one of the community's greatest assets. Before we get into the Planning Commission's discussion, here are some recent things to keep in mind. On the Charlottesville side, there's a new apartment building that's nearing completion on River Road. Planning is moving forward with at least one pedestrian or bicycle bridge over the Rivanna. On the Albemarle side, apartments are planned along State Farm Boulevard, and the fate of the State Farm headquarters building remains unknown. We do know that those employees will no longer have to report to work to do their work. The idea of the plan is to coordinate infrastructure and to make sure attention is being paid to the impact on the environment. In terms of environmental protection, you know, kind of high level, looking for approaches to protect any sort of sensitive um, biological or ecological areas, um, any sort of improved coordination, ongoing coordination between the city and the county, particularly in water quality and conservation, um, you know, stormwater management principles like that. Commissioner Jody Lehendro noted that the report contains dozens of action items. Where do you go from here? What's the, you know, I hate, I'm worried about creating yet another report that is just so overwhelming with so many action items that are so uh, disconnected that it goes back on the shelf. 
what's the implement implementation for this? Sandy Shackelford, the director of planning and transportation for the TJPDC, said that before the plan is finalized, her staff will identify short-term goals as priorities. My thought was that we focus on sort of the foundational um, action items that are going to be needed to build off of any of these other ones. So focusing on things like inventorying um, existing existing infrastructure or conditions or, or systems or, or, or things like that. Lehendro said he felt the cultural inventory conducted to date does not go far enough to protect certain areas that may have been Monacan sites. You just assume that everybody wants to be able to visit all these cultural sites. I expect there's some prehistoric uh, sites along this river that we don't want to have people going with metal detectors uh, uh, ravaging and destroying. Commissioner Rory Stolzenberg suggested the plan should take note of desire from many to limit additional parking spaces. He also said the plan should address transit. The only thing that actually talks about transit is about signage from transit stops, which I think is good. Um, but you know, I think it would make sense to have stuff about, uh, you know, connections to uh, the river area, um, both transit and uh, pedestrian and bicyclist. Um, and I'm also a bit confused by this idea that adding pedestrian facilities means we must add more parking as well. The TJPDC is also helping Albemarle County with a study of how to expand transit, with the Pantops area being one of three study areas. Commissioner Liz Russell said language in the plan should be more clear about helping community members and visitors learn more about the history of the river, if the plan is going to include a section on that topic. She noted the plan already includes examples from other communities about how they have utilized their riverfronts, such as Greenville, South Carolina, and Richmond. You know, the Richmond case study really, I think, um, says, you know, very beautifully that um, helping visitors develop a fuller understanding of different aspects of people's lives throughout the history of the region will help them establish stronger connections and understanding. I, I really think we're like not quite making that point in like, why are we talking about the history and 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 what could that mean in someone experiencing um, any, any of these opportunities within the corridor? This is the second phase of this planning process. So far, there's not a concrete plan for a third, but Shackelford said it would be more to design future infrastructure. If you look at, for example, um, the, the uh, Richmond plan, they ended up with a master plan where they put things on paper. Shackelford and the draft Rivanna plan refer to the Richmond Riverfront plan, adopted by that city council in November of 2012 and amended nearly five years later. Commission Chair Hosea Mitchell cautioned the plan should not be to create an urban environment such as those in Richmond or Greenville. We don't want to be that developed, I don't think, based on the emphasis on protecting the environment, the environment, protecting the river, being the prime directive. Stolzenberg said he felt developing along the river in a way that puts more eyes on it could be beneficial. Like if you had like, you know, apartments or restaurants that kind of fronted the river and had access to it, that would kind of create a positive feedback loop um, where we would care more about the quality of the river um, and more people will be able to use the river. Um, and that might detract somewhat from, you know, this current sense of like kind of being out in the wilderness, um, but you can get that on the James, right? 
The plan was originally to have been adopted by December of 2020, but the pandemic has affected the timeline. The Albemarle County Planning Commission has not been presented with the latest draft. And that's it for this installment of Charlottesville Community Engagement. Thank you so much for listening, as always. Um, Did not expect that we'd still be featuring the pandemic so much, but I do think that I have a pretty good routine in getting other things along. I will be back tomorrow with another edition of this program. We're going to go back to City Council and that Places 29 hydraulic meeting, and whoever knows what else might show up between now and then. Day 230. Thus concludes this podcast for day 229. If you would like to support this program, you know that you know by now that Ting will match your subscription to Substack. So if you want to take the plunge and become one of the quarter of the audience that that has chipped in, you can pay um, a recurring $5 a month fee. Uh, Ting will match the first month of that at least. $50 a year, Ting will match that. $200 a year, you get some shout outs and Ting will match that. So if you're interested in doing that, if you have any questions, just let me know. If you have any comments, let me know. You can just respond to the newsletter. I'm sure I'm not that hard to find. I'm Sean Tubbs, the host of this program. And as I said, I will be back tomorrow and I can't stress enough. Stay safe. If you're indoors, I'm wearing my mask indoors from now on and I'm limiting the time I'm spending indoors. I really would prefer not to, but the world is not ours to control. It's just ours to pay attention to and hopefully figure out a way that how can we get through it all together? At least that's the philosophy of Charlottesville community engagement. Thanks for listening.